parents, I am Mary Teresa Archibald. And I'm Pat Shea. And we're here with episode 21. I can't believe it. I know. Our, our baby is legal to well, drink. We, we sat at, at, at episode <laughs> four for what, four two years? Two years. Something like that. And so uh, we're very proud of ourselves. I'll be honest. We're very <laughs> proud of ourselves. This is uh, a big follow through for For us. keeping this going. Uh, over the course of all this, and uh, thank you because you're you're the reason we we're doing it, you know. And uh, thank you for listening and uh, for liking episodes and and the podcast on your favorite podcast app and uh, and subscribing and reviewing and rating. We really really appreciate it. Please continue to do so and share it and come on over to facebook.com slash funny parents and say hello to us. Yes, we would love to chat. Um, and also holidays are coming. Yes, if you want some. Funny parents swag. You can check out our stuff on Redbubble. Pat, Pat thinks the word swag is funny, I guess. Funny parents swag. You know, like journals and sure. tote bags and t-shirts sure, and stuff like that. To write down lists. Mary's a big fan of lists. I am. I'm a big believer in lists. Yeah. And so if you need a journal to write those lists down, we can help you. Yes. Redbubble.com. Funny yeah. parents. Um, so today, mm-hmm. I am overwhelmingly thrilled to have this person on our podcast. I've kind of been harassing her for about seven months to be on it. Um, She is one of my dearest friends. And uh, this episode is actually in honor of National Adoption Month. So the story you will hear tonight is one of, from one of my dearest, Rachel Miller and her pathway to adopting her amazing daughter, Maya. Rachel has. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going straight in. No, I, I was. I was all queued up with biographical information Go. about Rachel, uh, because Rachel and Mary once played the most physical backyard bas- and I'm a tarmac basketball game I think I've ever seen in my life. He clearly uh, did not hang out in my house as a kid. One on one against each other, and uh, and that was way back when Mary and I were starting to date, and Rachel played on an improv team with me. And uh, then she went off to Boom Chicago, which is a famous improv theater in Amsterdam, English language, uh, Chicago improv theater in Amsterdam. And she came back and toured on cruise ships for the second city and is also a huge part of their corporate programming um, uh, at the second city as well. But today she is sharing uh, a much more personal journey that she took and, uh, we were witness to the yes. whole kitten caboodle. Um, it was a long and arduous journey. Yes. Uh, to get to meet their daughter. But, uh, oh, Pat has an idea. He just, ah, he gave me I the, did. I have an idea face. I did. Let's let Rachel tell it. <laughs> Here's Rachel. I think this story deserves a little bit of context and then Mm -hmm. we'll arrive at uh, the actual event. So uh, my husband and I got married in 2010. I was uh, a little older for a bride, Um, but we, we pulled the goalie and we started trying to have kids right away. Um, That, that didn't happen. We went through some uh, assisted fertility, IUIs and IVF because insurance is great. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, again, was told the factory was not going to uh, be open for business. Um, and we decided um, really probably by spring of 2014 um, that we just, we did not, we had tried, we had done our best, but we kind of knew we that our, our want to parent a child outweighed our need to parent a biological child. Hmm. So it was a very logical step and comforting step for us to move on to adoption. So that was spring of 2014. I think it was November by the time we passed our home study um, with an agency here in the Chicago area. Um, and so an agency, these the, tw- yeah. the 21st century version of, I really for a moment was like, are we in the 21st century? Um, <laughs> like, that's, that's what 2020 has done to me. Um, we, uh, you go to an agency and an agency, it's a little like match.com where you say, well, we're interested in these things and these things we're open to. And then birth mothers, they also say, well, I'm looking for this in adoptive parents. And then they, they run you through an algorithm and they see the overlaps and then you make books and your books are given to potential birth mothers and potential fathers if they are in the picture and um and they choose you or in our case they don't um for a really long time and you keep making those books and you're like here's some more books um marketing great so um we at some point uh uh we get contacted by a woman via facebook long story short she turned out to be fake um, not actually pregnant. Um, we then eventually got matched to a woman and were connected to her for a little while. She ended up changing her mind. And so by spring of 2018, so the math on that is three years and change, mm-hmm. we really were at a point where we had been at our agency long enough that we were the family that had been waiting the longest. So um, this, uh, some contests you don't want to win. Right. And this yeah. was one of them. Um, so we were top of the list, everybody. Congratulations. Yeah. But you know, you go on living your life, right? And I, I travel a lot for work. So you just keep traveling for work. So, uh, that brings us to, uh, March of 2018. And I have the opportunity to go with a colleague to work, um, on a cruise ship, uh, in China to just uh, do community. I know. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. you do. And, yeah. yep. So um, I'm supposed to fly to Hong Kong and then I book another gig on March 12th. That's in Dallas. So I pack up, I'm going to be gone for about three weeks. I, uh, I bid my husband adieu. Um, I have in my pocket, my, my brand new phone. Cause we're like, Ooh, if you're going to go to China, let's get a new phone. So you can <laughs> pictures and you know do the whatsapp yay um so i leave i go it's a 12 I, I, I leave i leave chicago and i'm not coming back for three weeks right okay <laughs> so the next morning um i have back-to-back workshops i think one from 8 to 10 a.m and then immediately another from 10 to 12 with like a sliver of a break in between the thing is, is I was only doing the first hour and then we observed the client for the second hour. So, and they were the same back to back. So 
I do the one from eight to 10 and I step out and I see that my husband has texted me a few times, which A, it's early, B, unlike him. And so I call him and he's like, did you get Maggie's voicemail? And Maggie is our contact at the agency. And I'm like, what, what voicemail? He's like, well, she, she's left you voicemails. I'm like, what? So I, apparently when you get a new phone, you have to tell it to give you your voicemails. Um, so they're not just there. Like they don't just pop up on your phone when you need them. So just note to anybody listening, if you get a new phone, you know, if you get nothing from this story, set up, set up your voicemail. So, um, so and Andrew says there, there's a baby. There's a baby. Maggie says there's a baby. And so I'm like, I, I have to, I have two minutes. I'm supposed to be back in that room. He's like, well, <laughs> there's a baby. I'm like, I don't, ah. and I'm, I mean, there, there's like 25 of us, 24 of us. And we're across 12 rooms, but like no one I know is anywhere for me to be like, ah. So, uh, the universe, like, like a a set of keys to a kitten or a small (laughs) it it just jangles them in front of my face and says just go back in the room go back in the room and because I can't get a hold of me I call Maggie and she doesn't answer her phone I'm like I'm due so go back in the room and I'm just like doing this workshop on autopilot which I like to think shows how good I am at my job Like I crushed it, you guys. It was so good. <laughs> Changed some lives. I made a huge difference. So I do this hour, and then I turned to my colleague and I just said, "Hey, I gotta go make a phone call. I'll be I'll be back in a while." Mm. And I leave. I didn't see him for weeks. I just left. I was there. <laughs> like I ghosted that man. So I go. I get. I text Andrew. I'm like, I'm about to call Maggie. I call Maggie and she's just like fluffy and like there's a, a baby and the lot of do and that hey and like hang up call me right back so I call my husband back and I'm like what is what and he's like I don't know there's apparently there's a baby and it, it, it's <laughs> and I was like is it a boy or a girl and Andrew's like I. I think she said it's a girl. Um, <laughs> at one point I say, oh, I'm supposed to get on a plane for China in six hours. <laughs> what? And my brain is broken. I don't know if you've ever had like the moment where you felt you were a computer and you were having trouble rebooting. Um, <laughs> I was a human that was having trouble taking in any new information. <laughs> you were um, so, so I go, I'm like, I got, okay, Maggie's calling me, I find a quiet space. I sit down. Maggie again is being lovely and sweet, but fairly indirect. And I, and I finally just say, it, you know, and this is on the heels of us having a birth mother who turned out to be fake, having a birth mother that changed their minds, having waited for over three years, you know, we were a little like, is this happening or not? Like, am I going to like leave am I going to not leave for China? The baby's not going to happen. And then I also am in trouble with my job. So that's my mindset. And I'm just like, Maggie, I need you to be very direct with me. And she says, there's a baby. It's yours. You should not go to China. And I'm like, and that's where suddenly it was like, boom. 
And it was like, and like, like every, all the planets aligned. And I was like, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> so I hang up with Maggie and then suddenly I'm like, I have to call my boss and tell her I can go to China in six hours. This is going to be an interesting call. So <laughs> because there were so many of us, um, I they had sent a stage manager with us to just like wrangle all the kittens. So I called her and I said, um, and it's our friend Megan Teal that I think a lot of folks may know, and she's marvelous. And um, I was like, hey, Megan, um, I'm... I'm out of the room. I have to make a phone call. I would love for you your help. Will you come? And I don't. I said something like that. I don't remember exactly what I said because <laughs> I was thinking. So Megan is just like I'm on my way. So she comes and she's looking at me, trying to suss like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Because like people don't say, "Will you come and support me?" You know, like it, there's no. It's not just like what ice cream should I order? It's either that someone has died. Or like the lot, you're holding a lottery ticket. There's no other reason you would ask for help. Um, and I say, there's a baby. I have to call um, uh, my our boss, and uh, I just I need you to hold my hand. She was like, I you I got this. And we just sat there, and she just like put her hand on my knee, and I call uh, our boss, whose name is Elizabeth, who does not answer her phone. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. Okay, this is going great. And then I'm like, you know what? Her assistant, Lauren, Lauren will take my call. And Lauren picked up the call. And I was literally like, I knew Lauren. I knew you would you would answer if I called. You wouldn't just let it go to voicemail. So I say to Lauren, I say, hey, is Elizabeth there? And she says, uh, yeah, she's right here. And I said, will you and, and of course, I'm registering like, oh. E to D. Uh, so I said, um, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for picking up my call. Uh, and I say, uh, will you take her to a private room? And she's like, I absolutely will. And so they go in, I hear a door click and I say, um, so, something along these lines. I just said, um, our agency's just called, there's a baby. I, it's ours. I can't go to China. And then because I'm me, I immediately go into problem solving mode. And I'm like, <laughs> I think you could call this person. They, I know that they, I was just talking to them about passports. So I know their passport's up to date. Um, this <laughs> and I'm immediately fixing that side of the problem. At, at which point she says, Rachel, we're going to worry about that. You're going to call the travel agency and you're going to get yourself on a flight back to Chicago. And and it was like, boom, and like very excited for me. Not once was I made to feel like I was like this was happening at a really bad time. Um, and she said, what do you have? And I said, oh, we don't we don't have anything. We don't have anything. More on that in a second. And she said, well, come come by. I my daughter just outgrew her infant car seat. You're going to need that to take an infant home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Again, anyone listening, that's true. You do need <laughs> a car seat. They won't give you the baby. Um, she said, and I, I've got a, a bassinet and I've got a bin of, of sleepers. Mm. And so I was like, okay, great. So I, 
again, I'm with like a million of my colleagues and I am like, I can't deal with any of them. So I hug <laughs> Megan and I'm like, keep it under your hat. Um, I go back to my hotel room, which my crap is everywhere because I had a lot of stuff. I was going to China for three weeks. <laughs> um, I get myself the flight back to Chicago. I, um, I get myself uh, the, the flight. I get in a cab back to the Dallas airport and I'm waiting. And it dawns on me that our friend uh, Kate James, who mm. I know has uh, told funny things here before. Yes. That he, I, I know that she's at the airport trying to get an early flight back to New York to get there ahead of a snowstorm. And uh, so I send her the breeziest text. So <laughs> breezy. I'm just like, hey, hey, girl, you still support? Like, I don't know, something, something dumb. And she's like, I am. I'm in this restaurant. I'm, I'm waiting to see. I've got a standby seat. I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to check in. I'll come find you. Know, <laughs> so it was super breezy. So I I go and I, and it's in a different terminal, but the Dallas airport is great. And I, it's easy to get between terminals. And I walk into um, the restaurant where she is. And I see her sitting. Now, uh, an important thing to note is that Kate James, I was also on a gig with her the night that I Columboed out that our birth mother was fake, that she was a fake person. Oh, so right. she, like I had sat with her in a Tucson Marriott, uh, just like lamenting and like figuring out like, oh, the universe has other plans. So it, this was a really nice bookend for the universe to put Kate in mm -hmm. front of me again, mm -hmm. where I walk in up to her in a second floor Italian restaurant at an airport <laughs> and say, Kate, there's a baby. I'm going home. There's a baby. And so then what likely was uh, uh, 30 seconds, but felt like 10 minutes were two women having this conversation. There's a baby. What? There's a baby. <laughs> what? There's a baby. What? There's a baby. What? There's a baby. What? <laughs> That's all we could do for quite a long time. So that I dump all of it out into her ears and lap. Um, we talk about it. She kind of keeps me in the universe, like just keeps me in the zone. Mm -hmm. She gets on her plane. I go back to my terminal. My flight's delayed. Oh. And I'm like, not fair. Not fair. So I sit in one of those Vino Volos and get a champagne flight because yeah. that seemed appropriate yeah. <laughs> i um I, I get myself home i look at my husband and we're just like huh so we we so this is by it's now the night of the 13th so we know we can go in the morning to the airport and we stop by second city where elizabeth literally hands us a baby car seats a bin of sleepers bassinet um th those three things and and uh something else but i can't but that okay that so then we drive out to um melrose park which is a suburb of chicago and we we get in there we go in and they take us all inside and um agnes this wonderful nurse agnes mm -hmm. uh wheels out this little cart 
with this tiny little baby with a fully grown human's head of hair. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and we met and we met our little girl. Um, and we stayed with her for a long time. And the doctor uh, was like, we'd like to keep everything's fine. She's w- wonderfully healthy. Um, we would like to keep her one more night for test. And we're like, yes, that would be mm-hmm. great. great. <laughs> Got to install that car seat. Um, also, we, we have nothing. And I, I, when you wait that long, we just made the decision. We weren't going to have an empty nursery to look at. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to prepare too much because we didn't want things to look at that would make us sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have anything. But now we have a car seat and we got a bin onesie or we got a bin of sleepers and we got a bassinet and the hospital gave us formula and Target gave us diapers. And that's what we got by on for the next few months. Um, like, a few, like we did get gifted many things, but um, really you can, you can bare bones. You yeah. can, you can. Yes. Uh, I will say that night we went to um, a Target. We we stood in the Target and we looked around and were immediately overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> like, and, we were just like, I don't, I don't know what we need. We don't know what we need. We're uh, what? So we did buy her a, a new sleeper that we could say was just from us to bring her home from the hospital. Mm, yeah. um, then uh, also we really didn't have any names like we from time to time were like, Oh, this is a nice name or that's a nice name. Mm. But, but now we have 24 hours, less than 24 hours to name, yeah. name a child. So I actually, I found them. I have three pages of little note paper, like, three, <laughs> you know, three by two note sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, the first of which is just covered in options. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is like, okay, we got rid of, we got rid of the, well, that's not realistic to name a child. Um, <laughs> and then the third is like the final contenders. Um, and, and her full name is Maya Francis Harper Hicks. And she got two middle names um, because we could not decide on just one. And at some point I was like, well, she's going to get two. Let's give her two. She, she get two names. So we... Um, we kind of have that Wednesday night to just look around at our life and say, okay, this is, this is it. Like tomorrow, tomorrow, everything changes. We, we bring this tiny human home. So the, the next day we go, uh, a different woman from our agency meets us. We have to sign like a million papers, Mm -hmm. which really are not the finalization papers. They're just the papers that say you can legally take this child out of the hospital. Um, and take her home. So uh, we do all that. We give her the name. Uh, we put her in the car, and we we drive. And from the and then we 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 get home, and our dog is like, "What's this?" And our dog <laughs> had been an only child for yep. Yep. eight and a half years, and she took the news pretty well. Um, I think we've done a really good job to come together. I think Lulu understands that Maya will have food and therefore they should be friends. Um, we, we get home and then we just, we just sit with her. Right. And we just are like, there was no like, 
holy shit moment or oh crap or what happens now. It was just suddenly like this. And I, I think it's because we're improvisers that you're like, oh, I'm th- I'm in this scene now where you're just like, <laughs> OK. Except and uh, while while I will freely admit to um, having bouts of uh, imposter syndrome from time to time, uh of like just because it was so abrupt of like and now you're a mom um i've actually had so many friends who carried their children say they looked at a baby that had just come out of them and they were like i don't know who you were so Uh i i think it's a pretty clear thing but the a cool thing was that we got to start telling our friends and we told our family and they were also excited and um there's one that i want to play for you because I've kept it and it, it meant so much of the time and it's been such a joyous thing to come back to. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just want to play this one for you. I know you're busy, but oh my God, 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 oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. I hope you and Andrew are, oh my gosh. I, I, I'm so over the moon. This is so wonderful. I cannot wait to work. And now she's almost three. She'll be three in March. And yeah. uh, she continues to have what we call uh, news anchor hair. She will wake <laughs> up. Um, I mean, the kid wakes up and it looks like she's had a full hair and makeup crew in there getting her ready <laughs> to be on camera. Um, and she's just, uh, she's so fun. And she's, uh, when you have an adopted child, uh, it's a lot like Christmas where they do or say things where you're like, well, I don't I don't know where that's coming from, but what a great gift. And then she will mimic you on things and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so some of it's you and some of it's what you see around you. So um, as much as uh, I, I wish it hadn't taken so long for her to come into our life, uh, she is the absolute perfect kid to have joined our family. So... That's the story of Maya Francis Harper Hicks. Oh, oh that's amazing. I am sitting here crying. Yep, she is. <laughs> and also, Yay. that was Happy the most ridiculous voicemail I've ever left you. <laughs> I, 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 I love you. Got- added in. Okay, call me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty perfect because I think I know we called you. Like a lot of people didn't find out. I don't think we posted on Facebook until maybe the 16th. And I think it was a few days, but we, we kind of let the, uh, the A-listers um, <laughs> in on things by maybe even by, well, that was the 14th. So that your message is from the 14th. So I think that was even probably we'd been to the hospital and we'd met her and we knew she was coming home with us. But, um, and I, the thing I've told many people, that I think, uh, well, it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter, everybody. <laughs> One, a friend told me, she said that 
the marvelous thing is that we now live in a time is that if you want to be a parent, it can happen. It just may not happen the way you think it will, or even the way you want it to. So um, that's a marvelous difference of living in the 21st century, which yes, that's where we're living. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, and which leads to the second part is that I truly felt that our process of, uh, especially the adoption um, process was like running in a marathon where there were people holding the finish line running ahead of you. Uh-huh, and you could yeah. like, you could see them and you're like, okay. And sometimes you kept pace with them and sometimes they were way ahead and sometimes they were like, very close, but they, the, you, there was no fixed point of like when this will be done. So, um, adoption is not fun, but it's the results are great. Yeah. 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 Well, and, um, and, and we're so glad those other two didn't work out because boo gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got her, we got our little hooligan. So she was fun. Yeah. Yes. She was definitely meant for you too. Remember leaving that voicemail? I do. You do? I do. And actually listening back to it, I started to cry because mm-hmm. I remember how emotional I was. It was. Because, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm even tearing up now thinking about it. Um, yeah, because she texted me, I believe somewhere like on the way to the hospital or just after the hospital or, yeah. and I could not believe that the answer to so many prayers had just finally come true. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, uh, after we got uh, after we stopped recording, Rachel remembered that she wanted to share that, uh, that Maya came to them through the safe Haven law in, uh, in Illinois. And so that's why she was at a hospital. And, uh, and that is, uh, she is very appreciative that that was there. And, uh, and that there was this this baby who uh, was clearly loved and uh, and will continue to be clearly loved as she grows up into adulthood. Yes, and, and for those that don't know, the safe haven law is that you can leave a baby at a hospital that is designated as a safe haven hospital, uh, many firehouses, police stations, um, that no questions asked. Yeah. No questions asked. The baby can just be there. And... And there are parents there. There are parents who have waited years and years and years yeah. to be there. And as Rachel also pointed out to us, they weren't picked by the birth parent. Mm-hmm. Um, they had just waited the longest. And then the cosmos aligned that it was her agency that was next in line yeah. to have a safe haven baby. And for us, it was amazing to be on this journey. We were recommendation. We wrote recommendation letters for them, yeah. uh, and had to recertify it and recertify it and recertify it year after year. And uh, I hope Rachel and Andrew's story of um, getting to Maya inspires those that are struggling um, with IUI, IVF all the challenges that go with it um, that hang in there. Um, And as she says, the prize was totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So thank you so much for listening. We will also put on our Facebook page information about the Safe Haven Law as well as National Adoption Month. And um, thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. Yes. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. Take care.